When should you diversify your business? Find out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Themes, blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers to you. To find out how Thrive Themes can turn your blog or website into a money-making work of art, go to servenomaster.com backslash Thrive Themes. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Try to diversify too soon and you get accused of shiny object syndrome. Make the move too soon and you can spread your focus too thin and be unable to finish all the things you promised, unable to get your tasks done in a timely fashion. Wait too long and you might end up leaving money on the table or going out of business when your single point of failure collapses. It's hard to find the correct balance between these two things. And there's a bit of a window where you'll find the best time to make these decisions. When you're working on a project, you have to stick with it until it becomes profitable. So the moment of diversification is definitely after that. If you're starting a podcast or writing your first book, until you make back your investment, until you go profit positive, you need to focus on that. This is the perfect measurement for any system. So if you bought a training course for $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000, you have to make back that much money until you can consider it profit. If you spend $2,000 on a course, make $10 and call it profitable, that's wrong. You're not doing your math correctly. The money spent on the course counts. Earn back your investment first, then you could begin to think about how to expand correctly. When I began to succeed on Amazon about two or three years ago, I diversified into multiple pen names. Now, at the time, things were going really well, and each of those individual pen names are successful but they require a lot of attention. It requires a great deal of my time to run each individual name on Kindle and Amazon. And right now my focus is on my own brand, the Serve No Master stuff, and that takes all my bandwidth. Every month I buy ads, I buy traffic, I buy email traffic, I buy Amazon ads, I buy Facebook ads, all within this brand. When I want to sell books under one of my other pen names, I have to begin that same process again. Each pen name has its own blog, has its own series of books, has its own process. It takes a great deal of time to manage all of these things. And so I actually diversified too soon. And one of the ways I've dealt with that is moving all my focus into a single name for right now. When you diversify or when you expand, it's better to expand in ways that multiply each other. Now, when I look at diversification for this business, rather than moving into another pen name, I instead am moving into other Amazon products that I can cross sell to my audience. Only about 10 to 20% of the people who read my books join my mailing list. Pretty standard for eBooks. Other people are at 1%, so I'm happy with my 10 to 20% range. But that means there are 80% of the people who read my books but never take one of my free gifts or join the mailing list. And some of them listen to this podcast or visit the blog, but they're not heavily into my messaging. And there are people who would never buy something through direct response. They would never buy something directly on my website. So to service this larger part of my audience, I can expand what I offer on Amazon. And that means I'm developing other products that I'll sell directly through Amazon. Other ways of consuming my content. What I'd love to do is develop a board game. But of course, that requires a lot of math and strategy and drawing a board and things like that. But I think it would be really exciting. Like serve no master the game. Something I've thought about a little bit lately. 
but it'd be another way to offer something on Amazon. And of course, Amazon has loads of different types of things you can do. And I don't want to go down the path where it's just like serve and master pencils and serve and master shorts. That's too silly, but it's okay to think about how people consume. And so right now what I'm doing is expanding and putting out as many books as quickly as I can onto Amazon. Instead of diversifying through different pen names, I'm expanding this one. One of my friends had a very large business doing about a million dollars a year. He used to have a list of 100,000 ravenous followers who loved him. He was buying traffic every week for nine dollars or $10,000 and making back massive profits on all the traffic he was buying. And then one day the source dried up. No more access to that audience. The business he was buying from no longer had the levels of traffic they needed to support selling it to him. So he ran into this wall and now he's making about 10% of what he used to because he didn't diversify his traffic source. So when you're thinking about diversifying, really what you want to do first is diversify your offerings and then diversify your traffic, diversify the source of customers. In addition to moving beyond my core two or three books that I've been working with for the last year, I'm also moving beyond and into other traffic areas. I mentioned earlier, I'm doing more and more Facebook ads. I'm still trying to break through. I do have a team I'm working with that are Facebook ads experts for authors, and we're trying to find the perfect way to make uh, everything work because I want to have more sources of traffic than just Amazon. I absolutely love working with Amazon. They're the largest business in the world. They'll probably never fail. They'll probably be good to me for another hundred years, but I still want to have other sources of traffic, other ways of finding new audience, other ways of expanding that are again, more within my wheelhouse, more within my area of control. Diversification of aspects of your business is far easier than entering absolutely new markets. If you have a really successful, book business, jumping into print-on-demand t-shirts, while similar in the idea that it's no overhead, it's a totally different business model, and it can be hard to jump there. Now, yes, I have played around with fashion myself a little bit this last year, and that's why I know, and I pulled back from doing that. Originally, I was gonna try and enter some other niches, but it requires a great deal of bandwidth, a great deal of time, and I wanna really focus on my core business. So sometimes you'll have these ideas that you wanna go down the path, and it's okay to do a little bit of research. It's okay to realize, hey, this idea is not working for me and pull back. I do plan on trying more things with clothing. I talk about uh, some stuff. I have some stuff for sale on the gear page, but what I want to do is find a better printer. I actually need to find a better place to make the clothes. I've tried two or three different places and I'm not in love with what they do. It's really interesting that all these people approach me and want to be my print on demand source and then they give me terrible customer experiences before I even start selling to customers. I place an order myself to see what it's like. And so far the products have been okay. I won't sell stuff that's okay. It's got to be amazing. When you feel like you're hitting the moment of diminishing returns on your business, that's when you want to start looking at other areas. If you've broken through the 80-20 and you feel like you're getting very little result for extra time, that's the moment when you want to diversify. That's the moment when you want to look at other projects. Always think about the future. I know when you're first starting out, when you're doing your first book, you're thinking about making that first dollar. But you also want to think about how can I make my thousandth dollar, my ten thousandth, my millionth dollar. How can I get to that next level? Part of it for me right now, my focus this year is heavily on increasing my presence on Amazon. I have a good set of products that I sell directly to my website and I want to have a much larger presence on Amazon. I want to sell a lot more books and that means quantity. So you'll notice that I have a lot of books in development that I'm putting out books as quickly as I can. Right now, actually the editing phase the rewriting phase is the biggest limitation on how fast I can put out books. I have covers done, I have rough drafts done. So 
I'm dictating my books, so I'm very, very quick now. Switching dictation means that I finish books in a couple of days, but then the rewrite still takes longer. Finding that balance and finding the right projects to work on and thinking about profitability I means I'm constantly adapting, I'm constantly pivoting. I've been working on Control Your Fate for a couple of weeks now. The rough draft is done. The rewrite is about 30% done and it's quite a long book. So I realized that I should pivot and actually finish editing Influence and Persuasion, which is a much shorter book and can be done much quicker. So even as you're getting higher up the mountain, you'll see moments where you need to pivot, moments where you need to diversify, moments where you need to change the direction in which you're taking your projects and that's okay. Once you've made money from your first project and you understand how to make money online, you'll have a better understanding of how everything works and sometimes you'll start to work on a project and you realize that it's a dead end. Most training courses online from reputable people work. There are Facebook ads courses that work. There are local marketing courses that work. There are book business courses, mine, and there are some competitors courses who really work well. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But there are some courses out there that don't work or have missing pieces. I'm actually about to release some really cool new products hopefully in the next week to two weeks that I thought of, I saw a course online. I saw this idea in a course and I said, I wonder if that really works. And I bought the course and the idea was sound, but the actual course itself, anyone who followed it would never make it work. It would actually never succeed because there were critical components missing. Only because I already understand the print on demand world, only because they already have a very strong relationship with Amazon do I see the problem in this system. And I have found a way to take this broken training and make it work, but anyone else who bought the training will never succeed. It will never work for them. I could tell by going through the course that this is a person who finds a good idea online, talks about what other people are doing, and kind of creates a course around it. I noticed as I was going through, I go, none of these examples are actually by this person. You could just tell sometimes when someone's using examples that aren't their own products. And I found it interesting. And it's unfortunate that that's out there. So you can run in products that don't work or that have missing pieces. And so sometimes when you're going through a course, you'll hit a wall and you won't know what's missing if it's your first rodeo, if it's your first time online. This is where you can get stuck with shiny object syndrome because there are some products, especially at the low end of the market, the product I'm talking about, I think it was seven or $20. It wasn't expensive. That's where you're more likely to run into stuff that is just an idea or doesn't work or it's just a concept. But it requires experience to know if a concept is sound or if the concept and the whole idea is a bad idea. More and more, the ability to make things quickly, the ability to put out courses quickly, leads to a saturated market. I would say the information space, information technology online, uh, how to make money online spaces, the internet marketing spaces, they're very crowded with noise and not nearly enough signal. There's not nearly enough information. So for someone starting out, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. You see all these courses and it's hard to separate the ones work from the ones that don't. Most of the time, cost makes a big difference, but we can buy courses based on hype or buy massive promises. And there's courses that promise you'll make a million dollars in the first year or a hundred thousand dollars in the first month. And those big promises get really, really exciting. Sometimes people look at the promises I make and the numbers aren't that huge. I try to stick with Realistic numbers, it does mean I don't sell as many people, but it also means I don't have to deal as many refunds with people that got caught in the hype and then disappointed. But as you begin to build your online business, and you'll start off being on the consumer side and then you become the product creator side, the business side, and you begin to sell products, courses, training, books to other people, and you'll start to notice what some of the competitors are doing. You want to find a path that you can enjoy doing for a long time. Yesterday, 
I was speaking to someone who's a very good copywriter, messaged me out of the blue and said, hey, do you know how to write a good blog post? And I said, here's the two best places to find that information. Here's two blogs that told loads and loads about how to write great blog posts. And then he told me, oh, I'm thinking of going into this industry. He's like, I'm not excited about it, but I'm going to go into this niche, this industry and start working there. And I said, if you're not excited about it, why are you doing it? Why are you going to go down a path you don't like? He's like, I'm tired of this industry, but it's what I know. I've been doing it for a long time and he's pivoting, but not pivoting enough. And I said, man, why don't you pivot into something you like? You're very successful as a copywriter. You can use that to fund building any type of business or moving any direction in your business. We had a good conversation and I sent him some of the things that I do and said, here's a direction you can go in. And you don't have to be stuck by any one idea. You can begin to build an Amazon business. You can begin to build a business using your expertise. And of course, part of my mindset was, oh, maybe I can get him to do a book on copywriting with me. He's a great copywriter. I'm even better than me. Great deal of experience, kind of much more of a focus as a pure copywriter than I have. And so perhaps we'll do something cool together. But as you know, every time you talk to a copywriter, it always gets weird. So I don't know if it'll work out or not, but it was an okay conversation, kind of the beginning of an idea. At any point in your business, you reach moments where you get tired of what you're doing or you want to change what you're doing and you want to move in another direction. Many people start to follow me when they're tired of their primary careers. Finding the right moment to pivot can be hard, but it's kind of that window you're looking for between I'm making money from this business and I haven't risked it with a single point of failure. So before you diversify or pivot into multiple businesses or multiple separate businesses, you first need to turn your primary business into something that's future-proof. That means diversification of product, diversification of services, and diversification of traffic. Once you have those things, once you have your traffic from five or six sources, once you have a whole series of products so that if one of them stops working, people will still enjoy the other ones, then you can look at something else. And you have to look at how much time do I have available. Remember, now you're running one business. You don't have that full-time schedule available to start other things. This happens to me. I've started, I got excited about so many things in the past year that I don't have time to build on, unfortunately. And I'm learning the same lessons and that's why it's on my mind today. I've tightened up and pulled back into really focusing on serving a master. And that tight focus is paying off in the form of better products, better profitability, and better customer experience. When you want to move on to a project that gets excited, you have to find someone to manage the old thing. And in fact, I went through a period of time where I tried to find people to manage my pen name authors. I had a humming business, books that were making money, and I didn't want to spend so much time on them. And I tried several different ways to find people to manage that part of the business. I tried to find a mentor that I would take through and teach the Amazon business, and then they would run one of my pen names. I have pre-written books, I have covers done, book descriptions. All they would really have to do is kind of manage the day-to-day, -day, manage the reviews, and track everything, keep the business humming along. It doesn't take a huge amount of bandwidth, but I don't have enough to do it. I tried that with finding a mentee, I tried that with finding staff, I tried to hire someone to write blog posts for all three of the other pen names and manage that and then manage the social media for those pen names and the person was a disappointment in the end. It was someone I had to let go after a couple of months. Their goal was to write 12 to 15 blog posts a week and they never wrote more than half of that. You can't hit your basic goal. If you can't write 15 blog posts in 40 hours, I gotta let you go, sorry. I realized that I had to 80-20 where my business was going. After multiple efforts to find someone to manage that part of the business, I realized oh, I should really focus on what's driving primary growth this year. In 2017, my main area of growth is all of the stuff within the Serve to Master brand, the Serve to Master website, the Serve to Master stuff on Amazon. So that's really my focus this year. And in fact, this year, starting now, 
my primary focus is stuff within Amazon. I'm not focusing on the back end nearly as much as I was last year. I built a good website, I built a good blog, a good podcast, I have good products that I'm proud of. Amazon is where I wanna focus now, which is the front end. And again, I'm diversifying within Amazon, so different types of people can find me. Procrastination is my first book in the shorter book series, the Habit of Success series, and I've discovered that it's quite a successful book. It's not as successful as Serve No Master, but it's getting me a different type of audience, and it's doing well, and I'm excited about that. Find the right ways to grow your business. Make decisions based on logic, not emotion. Take a few moments. If you're tired of what you're working on, sit down and think about how you want to put that to the side. Do you want to bring in a manager to run the project? Can you get it to the point where it's completely autopilot? What does it require to keep that business going and funding your next level of diversification? These are the decisions you have to make and I wish I could give you a perfect formula for the exact right moment to do it, but every business is a little different, every project is a little different, so they do require you to make custom decisions, but having the right ideas in your mind and knowing the right ways to diversify first will help you find that perfect moment to diversify. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.